Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison. I'm a contributor at NinerNoise.com, and here with me, associate editor of the site, Peter Panacey. Peter, how's it going? Uh, it's going forward, onward, and upward. <laughs> that's, uh, all we, that's all you can yeah, It's yeah, it's the it's the doldrums of the NFL offseason, and <laughs> I mean, it, there's still so much talk about all things like Jimmy Garoppolo, and now that Baker Mayfield's moved, and you should be bored, but it, you're not, yeah, and never, here we are, never bored. Um, yeah, uh, Baker Baker Mayfield coming to my town, um, well, close to my town where 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 I live down here in the in the Carolinas, that'll be interesting. I'm sure. Yeah. Is he moving into that house next? No, week? no, no. Somebody moved. Somebody oh, okay. else moved in, unfortunately. So sorry, Baker. Uh, you'll have to find some yeah, other place. I, to I know you were money. reserving that. You were uh, reserving that for Jimmy Garoppolo, I was, but the, I guess they, he was uh, too late. Some people snaked it from, out from under me. Um, yeah. He's uh, my, my favorite thing of the whole situation. I don't know if you saw this and I know that this is not a Panthers podcast, but um, uh, the, uh, uh, Matt Rule, uh, I believe, said that it's an open quarterback competition between Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> nobody believes that well, that's true, right? Like, nobody's that dumb, are they? Like, yeah. Matt Rule, you are on the hot seat for a reason. Yeah. So like, make of that what you will. Like, I mean, Baker Mayfield has not set the world on fire during his tenure in the NFL, but he has been better than sam darnold has been during that same period with like i have been better than sam without darnold a doubt during that period <laughs> well you know all those I don't ghosts. See ghosts all those ghosts are coming. yeah i haven't seen one yet yeah <laughs> yep. um so we'll see um how that works uh the 49ers of course will get to see the panthers um here in charlotte in what week five i think is uh, it's like the first week of october i believe week four week five um they'll be down here for for a couple of weeks so that'd be really cool um I don't know if I'm going yet, mostly because I have a real problem for with spending $175 to sit on the surface of the sun um, 
which if you've ever been to Bank of America Stadium down here in, in Charlotte, it's the the high the the upper deck is super upper. Um, let's just say that it's very 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 high up there, and it makes me squirm squeamy. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, so that certainly um, lends itself to more conversation um, uh, about the the Garoppolo thing, and and we'll we'll get into that here in in just a little bit. Um, we we do have. Um, a, a guest to introduce and that, that that's a nice little segue into into what we're gonna uh the bulk of the of the podcast for today will be um a guest uh one mr al sacco uh peter you want to talk a little bit about al yeah i know you guys go way back so you can introduce him a little bit i, I i'm i was so stoked for this so yeah al um it's been like like 10 years ago or something like that back when i guess 49ers twitter was still relatively new whatever i i just started writing for bleacher report and like this guy al is like dude check this guy peter out he's got like good following on on twitter and he's he's like sharing my stuff and saying dude you do great stuff so this is awesome and i'm like uh thanks man like <laughs> who are you but like yeah, no, Al and I became buddies and, and friends, and he brought me over um, to 49ers Web Zone um, for quite some time. And uh, Al, of course, has had himself a, a great career doing this. He's currently doing the 49ers Web Zone No Huddle podcast. You've seen him on Niners Wire. He's, uh, he's written for KMBR, the 49ers flagship station, and just an all-around great dude. You know, and like if you want – stats if you want smart takes not just like hot takes i mean you want backed up certifiably good opinions that are that are sharp al's your guy and, he, and like i said graded all that football stuff even a better dude so i was just stoked to have him on here yeah awesome that's for sure um and those are my favorite types of opinions to to be to be honest is you know those ones that are supported by factual evidence and uh, <laughs> things that you can actually see happening on the on the football field so i'm i'm in favor of those things um yeah we're going to we're going to talk with al about some um, all things uh, 49ers but mostly just mostly jimmy garoppolo comes cuz let's be honest at this point that it's it's really the the, the at this point in the offseason it's two things that that we know for sure that we still have questions about and it's Garoppolo and it's Debo Samuel. And we're, we're going to get into that with, uh, with Al. So I, I say without further ado, let's um, go ahead and transition into that interview uh, with Al Sacco. All right. Uh, joining the uh, Niner noise podcast uh, this evening is the host of the no huddle podcast, Al Sacco. Al, how's, how's it going? And thanks for joining us. Oh, it's going great, man. I'm, I'm glad to be here. The season's around the corner and I'm starting, starting to get that itch for football again. So it's good to be talking about it. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, we're, we're, we're definitely excited to, to get some people on the podcast and uh, to, to be talking about uh, different things. Um, so I, I think the, the very obvious place to start <laughs> is the place that we did not think we were still going to be talking about at this particular juncture in the off season. Um, when the season ended, you know, back in January, we were like, eh, this whole quarterback thing is going to be a, a done and dusted topic by the time, you know, before the summer starts for sure. Right. Like no one in their <laughs> right, right mind, no one in their right mind thought this would still be going on. Um, but of course uh, the big news is uh, this week is that, Jimmy Garoppolo has been throwing a football for a couple of weeks now. Um, so I guess the, the, the obvious question is, um, so what do you think is going to be the end? Where do you think this ends this, this Jimmy Garoppolo saga? 
um, <laughs> with the 49ers? It, is this something that we're going to be dealing with through the rest of the summer or, or what, what thoughts do you have about where this is going? You know, this, this thing has been, it, it just seems like it's been 10 years at this point. And, and it started going back to last off season where they were obviously trying to move on the whole off season. Matthew Stafford thing falls through the Deshaun Watson thing falls through. They check into other people. Ultimately they decide to make trade for Trey Lance for whatever reason, reason, because of the finger, whatever it was, Lance wasn't quite ready. So they roll back with Garoppolo thinking, okay, end of the season, we're going to be done with it. They're going to trade him. He gets hurt. And obviously here we are a year and a half later, whatever it's been. And we're still waiting to get, to get rid of Jimmy. I don't know where this is going to go because I'm not sure what the market is. I'm not sure where the Niners are in terms of their headspace with him. Are they just going to cut him? I mean, would they really just do that? Jimmy's side going to start pushing for something to happen because there's no way he's going to want to sit in limbo. There's no way at some point, at some point his side is going to start pushing. But I think here, here are the options you have right now. Seattle is out there. I find it hard to believe that they're going to trade him to the Seahawks, not because like they're afraid of him or anything like that. It's just, it's just so much more drama (laughs) already that you are being really, if you're going to trade him to the team that you've lost to 13 the last 15 times in the division, it just seems like a weird thing. Do I think, do I think Seattle might be interested in him if he was caught? Sure. Absolutely. But in terms of a trade, I don't know. Cleveland will have to see with the Watson stuff, but I'm getting from what I've seen. I don't think Watson's going to be suspended to the point where they're going to trade for, you know, a big time quarterback like that. They'd probably just roll it for set for four to six weeks if they had to do that. The Texans are a team that if they're not sold on Davis Mills, maybe, maybe they would, they would be a team, but you know, Jimmy's got, was it 26 million he's owed? I know it's not guaranteed, but are the Niners going to eat some of that? I don't know, but it's getting to the point. I'll tell you guys, he can't be on the roster. And the reason I say that is because listen, he is loved in the locker room. That that is a fact. I know that for a fact that he is very well respected and liked in that locker room. And if you're going to hand the keys over to Trey Lance and you mortgage the future for Trey Lance, so, so you're going to do that, you can't have him there sort of behind Trey's shoulder. And because Trey's going to struggle, the struggles are going to happen. He's a young quarterback. You can't really have Garoppolo there. Look at all the drama that happened this year with the two QBs. This team was a lost team through the first eight weeks when they were three and five. Something was wrong. And then it seemed like Kyle kind of pulled the reins back on the two QB thing, kind of said, okay, we're going to run with Jimmy. Trey didn't play and the team sort of looked like they kind of got, got their act together, but you can't go into the season with that kind of circus atmosphere again. So he can't be there. I just, for me to say what's going to happen right now, I don't know. I don't know that anyone does. I don't think they can allow him to be here, be there, but whether that's a trade that somehow facilitates or they have to ultimately cut him, I don't know, but I don't think he's going to be there at least very far in the camp. Peter, yeah, any- no, I, 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 I got to fully, fully 100% endorse that. <laughs> and it's, it's gotten to the point and, and Al, I know you and Zane were saying this over on the, on the no huddle podcast for so much of, of last season, just how much of a circus it was. Mm-hmm. And the 49ers, they, they, they can't afford to repeat this. Right. I mean, right. they jumped off the diving board with Trey Lance, you know, they're, they're not dipping their toes in the water. they, flat out jumped off and said, Hey, we're fully committing trading all those picks to, to move up for him. Okay. I get the one year sit behind Jimmy, you know, you didn't have a ton of college experience. All right, fine, whatever. I get that. But 
you got to commit and the market's slow. What team do you see out there, you know, with, with, with the Browns and the Watson thing, Seattle. Okay. Like possibly, but you know, I mean, I, I guess if, if somehow the 49ers knew that Seattle was going to pluck Jimmy off the waiver wire, just like that, then all right, maybe you try to engineer some sort of trade, get something in return. But again, why would Seattle want to take on you know, twenty-five plus million in post-trade salary? They, they and for the Niners to do something like what the Browns did with uh, Bakerfield going to Carolina, where they're actually paying him to play against them to open up the season. That would be a travesty upon a travesty if the 49ers are actually paying a portion of Garoppolo's salary to go away. And if you're not only going to get something marginal in return, you know, a, a, a fifth round pick or something like that, just cut your losses. I mean, it, it, it's not like 1.2 million or something like that. And that's it. No sense to that whatsoever. So yeah, I, th- I think if the 49ers, if they got to make the decision on it, you're getting down to week one Garoppolo's camp, as you said, push for something hey let donnie's going hey let my guy go let him just go sign it best deal he can even if it's a backup you know some guys have to wait a year to to get their careers back on track with mitchell trubisky or something like that but i don't know (laughs) i I can't see him any capacity whatsoever being on the roster in week one that that circus just can't come back yeah, and it's just interesting because I, I don't think Garoppolo is as bad as some people think he is, and I don't think he's as good as some people think he is. He's just sort of a mid-starter, which is fine, which is fine. But I wonder if, if teams think that, like, maybe, you know, that Kyle Shanahan asked him out, you know, maybe maybe that's all he could do. But I think the frustrating thing is when when people sort of not living in reality, and I, I guess that's what kind of gets to me because I, I don't just like Jimmy. People I do, but I, I do not. What gets me is that, the 49ers told you everything you need to know last offseason when they tried the whole offseason to move on from him. They told you what you need to know. He's in their eyes, he's not, he's not their answer. They're looking to move on. And there's just been this kind of like denial from some people. And it's still happening in the media where you're like, oh, well, Jimmy, you know, they should just keep him. He should start. He's their best option. They made maybe the biggest trade in history to bring in Trey Lance. If you don't give him the keys now, when? When? You have to re-sign Nick Bosa. You have to re-sign Debo Samuel. You have these, you know, these big contracts you want to keep, and you could do that with a rookie quarterback. If you don't give him the keys now, when what year four? You're, you know, what when, when are you going to do it? So they they may take some lumps this year. It may happen, but the reality of the situation, I always talk about that, is the Niners wanted to move on from him. They have, and now it's just for the injury has you know made it take longer than it should. But it, it it's going to happen. This this is Trey Lance's team you know, for, for better or for worse, we'll see, we'll see. Nobody knows. We'll see. But right now this is Trey's team and Jimmy, I would think in the next two to three weeks will be elsewhere. And one of the things too, just kind of piggyback off that I was talking to a colleague over here at fan side who was wondering, Hey, is this kind of turning into a Jordan love Aaron Rodgers type thing? Right. (laughs) I mean, the Packers stunned everybody by drafting Jordan love. I mean, we don't have to go too far back to remember that (laughs) Trey Lance isn't replacing a future hall of famer. I mean, there's your difference, right? It's, right. It's it, it, Aaron Rodgers is a little bit better of a quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. And to your point, yeah, Garoppolo, I think, is is marginally good when he's at his best. Not great, not wonderful. He's not terrible, but Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer. So, again, this is 
you're right. It's, it's Trey Lance's team going forward. You have to take advantage of that rookie contract. The 49ers have jumped in, you know, they're, 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 they're flying yeah. the diving board, right. You know, they're, they're going to hit the water soon and, and dive in. So yeah, I don't know, Robert, I left you out of the equation on this. I probably cut you off. <laughs> you're good. You're good. <laughs> you got to speak up on this, man. Yeah. I mean, I think everything that you guys are saying is, is accurate. I mean, the, the circus cannot, continue um for some for every reason that you guys said also just the weird bizarreness of the fact that grappolo was like all right well see you guys later at the end of the season <laughs> and then if he they parade him back in there just to be the backup it just seems ridiculous um yeah when he I said mean, he wouldn't don't wish that season that, at anybody yeah right and then we're gonna do that again except for in the worst position because now he's the backup like having to wait or and see and wait wait around to possibly play when he can go do that because that's where he is right now at this point right there's no place for him to start immediately more than likely um even if they release him he's going to go somewhere and sit on the bench and and be a backup and and be a veteran presence for for some team that has a maybe a young quarterback that that just could use the, the the veteran presence so and or maybe he gets an opportunity to play a little bit and uh, you know, I hate to compare him to Trubisky, but that's kind of a <laughs> the situation as it is. And um, I mean, the you know John Lynch keeps saying over and over again, okay, you know, you know, you don't cut good players, you don't cut good players, but at some point you you gotta you gotta realize paying that guy twenty six million dollars to sit on your bench is a lot worse than paying him a million and a half and shipping him off and being like, okay, well, you know, thanks for the memories kind of thing. So yeah. that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah. And I think, I think Peter, to your, to your point too, with the Jordan love thing, the difference I think with the Niners is the Niners mortgaged their future to get plants. Like they traded multiple first round picks to move up to make that deal. If it was a thing where I think if, if they stayed at 12 and took Mac Jones, for example, I think oh, you can yeah. kind of buy yourself a couple of years if you wanted to, you know, okay. No you know, we talk do. about it. You fell in our laps. Yeah. But, but like, I, I think too, because they gave up so much, right. Like that even puts even more emphasis on like, you got to give the guy the keys. You mortgage your future for him. You didn't just draft him. You mortgage the future. It's time to give him the keys. Yes. Yeah, so are you, are, are you as concerned about Trey Lance's uh, arm fit or fitness of the arm fatigue <laughs> arm fatigue get it right come on yeah yeah I can't, I can't I can't you got and listen I know like a lot Mike Silver took a lot of heat from the 49ers community I love Mike Silver he's been great to me he's come on my show he's been nothing but nice to me I'm not saying anything bad about Mike you know Mike just said what he heard or whatever I totally get that and in, in terms of the story all right, look at it this way. Trey Lance didn't play football two years ago. What do you play a game? So he goes from not playing football to going to the rigors of an NFL season. If he had some arm soreness or he had to sort of get back in shape, I, that doesn't sound crazy to me at all. I mean, I would be surprised if that didn't happen. I mean, I think that probably happens with guys. You don't usually hear it, but I know a lot of rookies when they come from college, it's a longer season. It's, it's more, it's more of a grind, you know, and, and they, their bodies have to adjust. So I, I'm not with that. Steve Young was on Mayoko's podcast and I listened to it today and he had just such a rational, just level-headed take on Lance where he said, and, and I'll paraphrase, I don't remember exactly what he said, but look, we're not going to know after three games what Trey Lance is. We may not even know after the season what Trey Lance is. Trey Lance has to go through ups and downs. He has to play in big games. He has to throw a four interception game and get booted home and get past that. 
he has to maybe play good for a few games, have his head get big and then get knocked down again. You know, he has so many things that he has to go through before we can say what Trey Lance is and whatever everybody's saying now, like he's not ready. He's not this. Nobody has any idea. Nobody has seen this guy in football field. He was 21 years old last year. He's well in November or December, whatever it was. And you cannot judge a 21-year-old rookie who literally did not play the season before after just a few games. We, we don't know. Do I think Trey Lance could be a good quarterback? Yes. He's got all the tools. He's in the right system. But we don't know. So I just think all the things we're hearing now, it's a long off season. I think people just kind of say things to say things. But you know, Benjamin Albright, who's a, who's another guy that like, I, I think his stuff has been pretty accurate and he's pretty trustworthy. He said, it's all BS. You know, with a lot of this too. So I, I kind of thought silver was maybe just kind of talking off the cuff and maybe it got run into a little much. And Mayoka heard some stuff too about this arm last year. But again, that's, that's natural. He didn't play the season before. So maybe they're just like, Hey, we're going to pitch out. We're going to pitch out and we're going to watch it but it's turned into this like, Oh man, he's got arm problems. Like, and I just think that's a little bit ridiculous. I understand people need, you know, people want interactions and, and people want to drive clicks and things like that. But like the, the answer for Lance, whenever anybody in the world right now asks about him is we'll see. And I know that's not, you know, the sexy thing to say or what, what people may want to read, but that's the level headed answer. What's Trey Lance going to be in 2022. We'll see. Is Trey Lance the, the answer at quarterback. We'll see. We're going to find out. I don't think anybody knows. And, and again, that's not the, maybe that's not the interesting thing to say, but I think that's a level-headed thing to say. And when he, if he comes out and he struggles the first four or five games, okay. It just kind of is what it is, but they're not going to ask him to sling it 40 times. Jimmy Garoppolo had 1970s passing numbers in the playoffs and they made it to the NFC championship game. So this team isn't built around a QB throwing for 350 yards. He can hand off 40 times and, and just, he just doesn't, he, he can't make the mistakes that Nick Mullins did. Right where Nick Mullins literally cost them games. Like he can't do that, but if he just sort of steers the ship, they're going to be fine. And maybe by the end of the season in year three or whatever it is, he kind of sent to, you know, a higher level QB, but, but, but we'll see. I'm not worried about the arm fatigue. I'm not worried about the bumps. I, I just want to see him develop this year. I think that's kind of where I am with it. Yeah. Spot on. Right. And <laughs> yeah, it, for sure. Uh, yeah. It's just like, I, I it, <sighs> Garoppolo again, if we're going back to kind of the, the, the average, quarterback take right when he's been healthy the 49ers have gone to two nfc championship games and one super mm-hmm. bowl and and garoppolo and grand 2019 garoppolo had some good games you think about that saints game and and, and that one cardinals game where everybody was absent but like it, it, lance needs to be at just at that level like if you can literally just be a, a, a game manager don't mess up the ground game's going to be fine, especially if the offensive line is halfway decent. You know, you've got plenty of weapons on, you know, on the perimeter and, you know, blue chip players like Kittle and, and Debo and, and, and Brandon Ayuk, who I think is going to take a pretty big leap forward with Lance under center. I think those two actually work a lot better Me too. Than, than Garoppolo and Ayuk. The defense is fine. Like I, I'm looking at the defense saying that's that's all three levels. It's fine. And it's weird. I mean, there's there's holes. Yep. You can worry about Talano a little bit, straight line speed, athletic ability. But if that's your biggest concern, it's not the worst thing you've ever had. Uh, so if, if Lance is literally just at a par level, you know, it doesn't have to be great. You can go through those games where he makes some mistakes. And yeah, sure. Guess what? Cost your team a game or two. Throw some interceptions. I think it was uh, uh, Kyle Posey over at uh, – Niners Nation who wrote about that and he actually said one stat that's kind of concerning is Lance didn't throw interceptions at the college level I think he threw one in like that one game in 2020 but like maybe that's cool but maybe it's also like dude take some more risks like take some chances like sometimes an interception's 
not a bad play if you're like chucking it down the field and one-on-one coverage and you know you just get beat by a better defensive play whatever um mm-hmm. the, the team's enough to elevate him this isn't a justin fields in chicago situation where it's like who's your who, who and kill harry's coming up okay <laughs> you know it's not that so it's literally the context for them for him to be okay and still have success is fully there 100 percent. yeah yeah for sure um i mean i think peter we've we've said this a lot and and i'll feel free to to chime in on this but 2022 while obviously we want them to be as good as they possibly can but the the hope is because as you said this is a mortgaged future type of thing is that this is not just about 2022 but maybe about 2032 like this kid is still he'll be 31 32 years old in 2032 like he's still there as the starting quarterback for this team 10 years from now that's the hope like that you're in like a Tom Brady with the Patriots type of situation where he was there for, you know, 18, 19 years or whatever it was. And they were competitive every year and they didn't win all the Super Bowls every year, but they were in the mix and that's what you want. And if that means he takes his lumps a little bit this year and maybe they, you know, miss the playoffs a little bit, but you see the development or something like that. I think, I think we would take that as much as hard as it would be to, to go, you know, missing the playoffs after, after what happened last year. But if, if you told me the trade-off is, but now we know who our quarterback is for the next decade plus, I think most, most Niners fans would take that for sure. Yeah, and that's a really good point, too. I mean, I think people get caught up in the Super Bowl. Like, when in reality, this team's made the playoffs five of the last 20 years. So, or right <laughs> in around there. So, what we need now is to be in the dance consistently. So, if we do take a little bit of a step back this year, like you said, is that going to mean we're going to take two steps forward the next four or five years? And all of a sudden, you're, you're a perennial playoff team. You're the Packers, right? You're just, you're always giving yourself a chance. That, that's the big thing. I'm not caught up during the Super Bowl in 2022. However, I will say this while this season may be a year, well, okay, we'll see. There is a window with the guys that they have. They have a hell of a core Trent Williams, Kittle, yeah. Warner. Debo, that window is not going to be open more than probably another like three years or so because Williams is going to be older. Kittle, you know, when you're hitting 30, 31, he's probably not going to be the same dude. Warner's still relatively young, but you know, those guys probably are in their peak years now, is what I'm saying. Even Bosa is probably in his peak years, you know, within these three years. So you do have to take advantage of that at the same time. So this year we'll see. But yeah, I think those next couple of years they have to start building that perennial playoff team, but you have some serious pieces right now. So I think there is a little bit of pressure to stay on that to keep your foot on the gas. And that's one thing that kind of, not to kind of get off topic, but I guess it kind of bothered me a little bit when Lynch said this off season, like, Oh, maybe this year, this off season, we take our foot off the gas a little bit. So I think about that quote and I'm like, well, maybe they see, you know, Lance a year to get Lance to speed wet. Maybe they'll get the put, they'll put their foot on the gas again in 2023. But I feel like the NFL is kind of changing the teams that are, are sort of in the mix. Now, you know, the bucks, the bills, the chargers, the Broncos, obviously the Rams, their foot is on the gas, right? In the team like the Rams were in your own division, their foot is always on the gas. So when he said that, I was kind of like, really, dude? Like, you got this great roster, and if you pushed for, and I don't know what they did, or but if you pushed for a Chandler Jones or a Von Miller, you know what I mean? Just guys like that. Like, you were so yeah. close last year with mediocre quarterback play. 
like if you just maybe pushed a little, maybe you put, you know, you know, that when you, you gotta, you gotta get one soon. It's been since 1994. So that did bother me a little bit, but um, I still think they're in good shape, but yeah, the next, the next four or five years are going to tell us a lot in terms of if this worked and if this can be a perennial playoff team. Yeah, it, it's, sure. I, I remember you said this, uh, Al, uh, I think it was a year ago when you were looking at the 49ers going into 2021, they're like, all right, you know, it's not a Super Bowl team. Uh, yeah, but you got, say, yeah. yeah, but you got some, early on in the course during that three and five start, it was like, nope, <laughs> for sure not. But, <laughs> you know, I, I think the balance of overall talent, uh, you know, the blue chip players you just mentioned um, mm-hmm. and a little bit of luck still managed to get the 49ers into an NFC championship game and within a few minutes of winning it. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. That's that window that, right. If you were John Lynch, and it, it kind of goes back to, you know, when I start thinking of whether or not the 49ers mismanaged this whole Jimmy Garoppolo situation, if, if literally at the end of the season, you know, obviously maybe even before the, I don't know, there's, there's physicals involved and I'm probably overlooking something, but at the soonest possible opportunity, you say, Hey, we're, it's, we can't trade you. We've reached the trade deadline, whatever. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Parting ways. And let's free up some of that money and let's go out after some of these big ticket items. You know, Trey Lance is a rookie. That's cool, but he's also going to need some help. Go out there and, and find guys, even some, some guys who might just be rotational cheap players. They're still out there. You know, Dominican Sue is still out there yeah. as an interior rotational guy. Can you help you on a, you know, a cheap deal? Sure. You want to bring back Jaquaski Tart, right? Like the Eagles sign him for what? I think 2 million, like, sure you know everybody thinks about that dropped arm punt from Matthew Stafford but the Niners don't make that game if Tart doesn't make that tackle against the Packers the week before so 100% yeah those are some of the moves that I'm kind of like yeah I I wish the 49ers would be more aggressive you're in a division with the Rams who do nothing but be aggressive yeah so yeah I I mean I, I think the talent's there enough to still do just fine but I hope in a year's time we're not looking back and saying, hey, Trey Lance was playing good enough, but he needed that closer in the pass rush department in the fourth quarter of, you know, the NFC championship game or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think last year was one of those seasons. And it's crazy to say because, you know, if two different things happen, well, one different thing happens, if maybe if Tart just makes an interception, the Niners might have won the Super Bowl. But it, Last year was, you know, and it's crazy to say what I'm about to say, but last year was also kind of super, it might've been super fluky in the way that, okay, they were three and five and things looked bad. Right. And I think two Mm -hmm. things, three things changed. I think that Kyle committed to Jimmy, which sort of got the locker room sort of got their heads straight. And I think everybody was kind of like, all right, we don't have to worry about the drama. I think that's the first thing. The second thing is Debo Samuel literally put the offense on his back. I don't know that I've ever seen a player do that, what he did. And it's unfair to ask him to do that again. I'm not saying he can't, but he literally put that team on his back, the offense. And the third thing that happened that I didn't see happening was D'Amico Ryan's just turning into a stud defensive coordinator or whatever it was, the defense (laughs) in the second half of the season. That defense, the second half of the season may have been the best in the NFL. 
75 mm-hmm. rushing yards a game or whatever it was, uh, 18 turnovers over the last 12 games, 17 and a half points they gave up. They were dominant, dominant. They had Stafford shook in the last game of the season. They yep. had Prescott shook in the playoffs. They had Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if you can say Rodgers ever shook, but he certainly didn't do very well um, in the divisional series. That defense was dominant. If that can carry over again, I think they're okay. If if DJ Jones hurts more than people think it will because they can't stop the run as well. If Ufunga struggles, right? I th- I actually like the guys they picked up in Hyder and Ture, but like maybe if if you don't have another guy like you know like an Arden Key or Ibukam doesn't do what he did, um, could that make the defense take a step back? Back sure. And I know the quarterback will be different, but that offense last year was not super good. And you look at things that happened throughout the season. Even like they won that game at Cincinnati, right? Well, Jimmy Grapple threw an interception that would have lost the game. It went through the guy's hands, right? You know, things like that, like fluky things happened that like, and they came back and won, give them credit. But it was kind of a super fluky season. And then the defense coming together. So I hope that didn't lull sort of the front office into thinking like, oh, no, 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 we're super close. Because also you may be super close, but also a lot of that might have fluky the other way, right? And this is just kind of the way my <laughs> mind true. works because I always think worst case scenario. <laughs> but um, <laughs> again, we're going to find out. We're, we're going to see. And, and all these things I'm talking about, maybe just the team came together and Al, you're stupid. They came together. It looks great now. Or maybe there were issues and there were some fluky things that sort of pushed them over the, over the, the top. We'll see. Um, but it was crazy because like you said, Peter, yeah, I said, I didn't think it was a playoff team. I saw issues going into the season and they were three and five. And I'm like, yeah, everything I thought is kind of coming. And then, and then Debo happened and Ryan's happened and, and the season just turned around and it was a fun one for sure. So, um, but I'm looking for the Shanahan regime to kind of just get consistent now. All right. You made a Super Bowl, you had injuries, you made the playoffs, you made the championship game. Now let's be, let's be the Packers, you know, let's be like the Steelers in a normal, you know, let's be, I don't want to say that the Patriots or the, or the eighties, nineties, Niners, you don't want to say dynasty, just, just be a perennial playoff team. That's all I'm asking, you know, like, like be in the dance every year, be in the conversation every year, give yourself a chance every year. That's right. I think the next step is for them. Absolutely. And, and don't worry, you weren't the only one. I think Peter and I pretty much pronounced them, <laughs> pronounced the, uh, the team last year dead about that three and five yeah three and six after that cardinals game yeah. right it couldn't have gotten that was rock yeah bottom. we were like okay well this team is horrible yeah like, they're not i think we even said they were a bad football team like which is just crazy to think like to go from this is a bad football team to oh they're in the playoffs and they're in the nfc championship game and i i, yeah. I agree with you i think i think if they if they had found a way to beat the rams i don't feel i think they would have they would have won the I think they would have beat the Bengals again and yeah, won agree. the Super Bowl, which would have put us in a completely. We would have been having a completely different conversation <laughs> right now if they if Garoppolo had managed to to get them into the into the Super Bowl and win it some somehow. That's just another like multiversal type of conversation. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I don't, maybe uh, I don't. want to think about that. <laughs> I was about to say all, all the people yeah, saying no, that's, yeah, is your so, best option. Oh wow. <laughs> Can you imagine if they had won the Super Bowl, what would have happened? I thought about that a lot when they were going into the NFC championship game. I was like, okay, I really want them to win. But also we have this kid who's supposed to be our quarterback for the next decade or so. And what happens if we win the Super Bowl with the guy that we're trying to replace him? Oh gosh. Um, so yeah. you know, if you, if you want to hurt your brain for a little bit, there's, there's something to that's Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange three is that movie is going to be that movie. Yeah, there we go. In the, in the, in the 49ers. 
there we go. <laughs> I like it. Um, so uh, one last question, if we if we might. Uh, the other big um, circus element of this offseason, of course, is the been the uh, the Debo Samuel situation. Um, either of you have any any thoughts on? It seems that things have died down. Does it does it feel to you like we're moving in into a, a contract extension happening around training camp time? Is that what we're thinking here? Yeah, I mean, I think what bothers, what kind of bothers me is I, I think the Garoppolo contract probably has something to do with that, right? I kind of feel like probably. maybe they're waiting for that money to go. But you looked at the Warner contract and the Kittle contract, and they were done late July, early August. So maybe something will right. get done. The, the thing that is crazy to me is just sort of how Debo wanted to leave out of the blue. Like he was just sort of like all of a sudden he wasn't feeling the Niners, but he's been really quiet which makes me think, you know, maybe on the back end things are happening, but the Niners are kind of weird with contracts, right? I mean, they want to do their contracts and maybe they kind of lowball at first. And you look at what happened with Buckner. I, I, I know, but I had heard whispers a while before Buckner got traded that that wasn't going well. And I was like, Oh, I thought to myself, they're going to figure it out. And then all of a sudden they don't, and you're like, Oh, okay. And, and the Niners kind of do things the way they want to do things. The only person they ever really, I guess sort of super were aggressive overpaid with was kind of maybe Trent Williams, right? Everything else is kind of like, you know, yeah. it's, it's their contract, well, but I think Kyle Juszczyk. Right. But that's the thing too, with them too, <laughs> they will pay, they will pay like sort of weird positions. Like they pay Robbie Gould a lot of money. They play use check a lot of money, like those, right. but it's not big guaranteed money. Like they're going to have to do both, which I'm really interested to in, see what happens there. Um, but they did it with Williams because I know Kyle Shanahan stepped in and was kind of like, do it. <laughs> um, so yeah. I'm really, really interested to see what happens. I don't, I think if Debo is willing, they're going to get that done. The only thing that worries me a little bit is if they piss him off again somehow and he's like, you know what, hell with this. But I think it's so late in the game right now. I feel like they're going to get something done. Um, and as long as I'll feel better though, because again, I'm a constant pessimist. Um, but <laughs> I, I'll feel better when he's in camp. If he's in camp and rather, I'm like, all right, we're good to go. If Cam comes and he's Great. he's holding out or things are going on, I'm gonna kind of be like, oh, um, you know, it can get a little ugly because they need him, man. They, they they definitely need him. Yeah, it's uh, that's gonna be the the kicker. I I wouldn't be surprised if if Debo does some one of those like kind of the TJ Watt play from last year, the hold in. Yeah, I think what is it? Um, yeah, Joel Corey, who's uh, over at CBS Sports, a former agent, he wrote about this. And he was saying that, you know, if a player skips out on training camp, I think if it's on a rookie contract, it's like, what, 40000 a day. So it, 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 you might see another thing. Minicamp was huge, Debo Samuel showing up, because the 49ers did – if he didn't show up, the 49ers mm-hmm. could have could have fined him, but they didn't have to. And from my understanding, from what Joel Corey was writing out, is that if – if Debo doesn't show up to training camp, the 49ers have to find him. It's, it's part of the CBA. So I'm curious to see how that relationship goes from there. I'm encouraged with Kyle Shanahan's words saying that he never thought that the relationship got too far, you know, irreparable. Uh, Him and and, and Debo are close, but eh, I don't know. There was Brandon Ayuk saying something on Instagram about, Hey, the number one returning wide receiver tandem, right? Like hooray. And, and Debo's like, hooray. I don't know what he said exactly on Instagram, but you know, aside from (laughs) Buckner, the Niners do have a pretty good history rewarding a lot of their own in-house players that, that have come up Kittle Warner, Eric Armstead, um, 
you know, Jimmy Ward too. It's just always, you know, people are ready to just mm-hmm. crucify Jimmy Ward a number of years ago. And he's probably one of the most underrated players in the game. Uh, so the Niners have a history of doing that and that's, and that's good. But Al, to your point, like they, they don't like dishing out large amounts of guaranteed money. Uh, it, I think it was um, Matt Miller of ESPN saying that like he'd heard, you know, discussing with other players around the league or agents or whatever, you know, which team is, is always the most difficult to negotiate with. And they, a lot of times the 49ers come up as an answer, probably because of Perron Rate. And, you know, in mm-hmm. one side, it's good because it's yeah. like, all right, the 49ers are always going to be shrewd at, at doing business. On the other side, you run into these Debo situations. Sometimes you just got to open up the checkbook for your top offensive weapon and just be like, hey, cool, what do you want? Sweet, we'll better it, you know, that sort of thing. So otherwise you run the risk of pissing people off. And yeah, the 49ers contractually could control him for, you know, franchise tag years and everything, but that just pisses people off and it's going to send the wrong message. Do you really want a disgruntled Debo Samuel in the locker room like the next year, maybe two? No, no, you don't. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Yeah. They, they have to get it. They have to hopefully get this done. Um, but you know, we'll see a couple of weeks guys. We'll see. We'll see where we are. Yeah, man. That's, uh, it'll be interesting. Never a dull moment in uh, 49ers land, apparently. Um, at least over the last several off seasons, it feels like it's just never, never ending. But, um, um, Al, I want to say, uh, thanks to you for, uh, joining us uh, tonight and for uh, being part of the podcast. We, uh, we appreciate your thoughts. And um, uh, anytime you want to come back, just let us know. Yeah. Hey, Al, before you go, tell everybody where we can find you. I know where I can find you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'm on Twitter. I'm at LSACO49. And the show is going to come back, I think, next week. We kind of take the off season off because I I don't know. I need a break. (laughs) But we'll be back next week. And then we're going to probably be there through the season um, again. It's always fun to do so yeah well, well i'll be there'll be a lot of al sacco for better or worse for the that's what the world needs so. i tell you it's 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 al sacco you go check out Zane so. as well and i understand that the uh the no huddle podcast has a has a has a third member in tow so you know zane and i it's it's tough I'm not gonna lie it's tough to kind of get shows no family commitments and stuff like that and we had had um brian rennick sort of because again this off season i was kind of like i need a break guys and Brian Rennick came out and did such a good job that we were like, Hey, let's, let's bring them on the show and we can be a three man squad or just if one of us can't make it, Brian's in there. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's a little, you know, we've been doing it for a while with Zane and I, and it's except for the year I was gone with KMBR and then we had stats and 11, but um, it's going to be a three man show again for, you know, with us and it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to something a little bit different and, and seeing what yeah, Brian it's a tech is. Pod, so. so everybody out there be able to, it's part of my subscribe list. You know, anytime a new episode comes out, Thanks, yeah, the you. That means a lot. must listen. So, you know, if you, if you, if you're liking the Niner noise podcast, be able to go be sure to hit subscribe on that, uh, the no huddle podcast part of the uh, 49ers website too. All right, we are back. Um, want to thank uh, Al Sacco for joining us on this episode. Um, that was a, a really great interview. I really like talking with him. Um, he seems like a smart, level-headed <laughs> guy. It's it's you, you never can tell exactly what's going to happen when you bring up the name Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers fans. Um, you, you just don't know what's going to happen, right? Like they like they could be on any side of the issue, and so I I, I really appreciated 
his his level-headed take on the situation and he seems to to, to be very well versed in, in what's going on so i appreciated that did you have any any final wrap-up thoughts on that peter Al's rad go check out the, uh, the 49ers no huddle podcast it's you know it's like i said it's a must subscribe you, you got to listen to it if you like this podcast you'll like that one too it's well worth your time excellent good stuff um well i'm, I'm definitely looking forward to um getting into uh, out of the doldrums of the off season we're just uh, you know a couple of weeks away from training camp um and I'm, I'm looking forward to be able to talk about like actual football related things you know training camp battles and, and all that kind of stuff um and just to really start to see how this team is going to shake up um like al said several times throughout that interview we'll see you know i think that's i think that's the a good mantra here for for the rest of the off season as we head into the regular season so um looking forward to that um coming up here pretty soon um there's yeah, always yeah so yeah. it's it's i was just saying how weird it is during the off season you run out of content <laughs> to talk about uh and 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 what we're talking about heinz field over in pittsburgh being renamed and, Ooh, fun talk. and uh yeah yeah we're talking about that and it's like okay let's look at um I don't know the 2023 draft and, or let's go back and redraft, you know, the, the 1985 draft. And it's like, <laughs> Oh, give me two weeks. It's all I need two weeks and we can start camp. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, well, that's, that's all, all good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for, uh, for, for the football season to really kick into gear. Um, maybe that's unfounded. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the, maybe my excitement will lead to nothing, but, I think it'll be it'll be all good, but we'll get into all that stuff as we as we finish up getting through the training camp and start to really look at the season. But until then, um, this is what we have. So hopefully, good news on the horizon. But uh, there we go. Any final uh, final words before I wrap things up here, Peter? You know, um, it's getting close to, uh, to to baby time for me. Um, so training camp, preseason, baby. <laughs> All going to be happening at the same time. So a few things going on there. A few things going on. Yep. Yep. So it'll be a busy, uh, busy few weeks. So I'm sure football fans are going, how did you plan it that way? Where your son's going to be born right at the start of the football season. And uh, you know what? Tough. Yep. It is what it is. (laughs) Yeah. You're raising him right. Right. You know, he's, he's he's two weeks old. All right. Let me introduce you. This is called a 49ers uniform. (laughs) You're indoctrinated early. You you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Cool deal. All right. Well, we're excited for you, uh, Peter, and we'll, uh, we'll look forward for to good news on that front as well. So, um, and you all out there in, uh, in podcast land, thanks as always for listening uh, to this episode of the Niner Noise podcast, part of the fan-sided podcast network. Please continue to check out NinerNoise.com for all your latest 49ers news and analysis and even stuff about, you know, renaming Levi Stadium, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, and be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Um, and if you uh, drop a review in there include, and include a question, uh, we'll be sure to give you a shout out on air and answer that question. And of course, please continue to share the podcast with your fellow 49er fan friends. So until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about. In your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans. Like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secured Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FTIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details.